Hey everybody, Andrew here. I am super excited to announce our Kickstarter, launching at the end of January 2016. With this Kickstarter, we hope to raise funds to help improve audio quality, hop into the video side of things, and bring you a few new shows that we've been sitting on for quite a while. Mainly, an RPG show called Dice and Sheet. I know, we love our puns here. If you can't wait until January to help us out, go ahead and head over to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash cards and chit to donate now. Thank you for your support, and I cannot wait to see what 2016 has in store. Yes. <laughs> cards and Chit, episode 66. Brewcrafters. Travel card game. Uh, Brewcrafters travel card game. Actually, Brewcrafters is a different game entirely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Brew... <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm Adrian. And I'm Dan. And we are Cards and Shit. Today we'll be playing Brewcrafters, the travel card That's game. That's right. There's some information tied to this game. Adrian, do you have the correct game up? Yes, I do. Third time's the charm. <laughs> but I got it. I have the stat line. Brewcrafters, the travel card game, currently rated 2727 on Board Game Geek, with a user rating of 6.61. This one is designed by Ben Rossett, with art by Christopher Kirkman, and Dice Hate Me Games. Yes. Hmm, interesting. Okay, play for two to four players, plays in 30 minutes for ages 13 and up. So, this is... Dice Hate Me loves their series. This is Rabbit, right? This is Rabbit number six. Um, other games in the Rabbit series was Easy Bruce U Travel Agency. Uh-huh. The last episode. Um, There's right. a diner one. There's a diner one. Uh, and others. And others. There's six others. Five others. <clears throat> uh, future Andrew here. The six games in the Rabbit series are Brewcrafter, the travel card game, Diner, Easy Breezy Travel Agency, Isle of Trains, Pie Factory, and The Fittest. Back to you. Oh, anyway. Wait to know your stats. I know. I'm, there's a reason I don't do it. So, in Brewcrafters, the travel card game, we are... Brewcrafters? Brewcrafters. Brewing beer. Go us. Um, <laughs> goal of the game is to earn uh, rep. 21 rep, specifically. 21 rep will signify the end of the game. So whoever gets it first ends the game and wins. No. Probably. Uh, triggers round. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, on our turn, there's a few things that we can do. Uh, we draw cards to our hands, we play cards, and we brew beer. The cards that we will be using to do those actions have a little bit of information on them. Um, there's actually quite a bit of information on a card. First off, you have the card type. You have either hops, a, uh, excuse me, hops, grains, yeast, fruit, or coffee. You also have a type, which will either be a worker or an equipment, and then you have an effect. Each of these cards can be played as one of two things. They can either be played face down in front of you for the effect written on the card, or they can be placed down when you brew a beer for the ingredient type. Okay, and of course, the different types of beer that you can brew are on these fun little crib sheets. Right? We've got ales, porters, lambics, coffee stouts, and of course, the coveted special reserve. These, of course, have different amounts of ingredients, and as such, the more ingredients that they require, the more rep 
they will award you. The reason why you would want to play a card face down in front of you is because they will give you some sort of a bonus. They might either reduce the cost of a particular type of brew, they might give you a particular type of hop, or excuse me, particular type of ingredient. Um, they might give you plus reps for different types of beer that you brew. So the catch here is that when you're playing cards face, er, face up in front of you, you can never have two cards with the same name in front of you at any time. Okay. There's the limiting factor there. So let's go over a turn real quick. First off, you draw two cards into your hand. Mm -hmm. They may either be from the face up row of five um, or off the top of the deck. You then can either choose to play a card or brew or pass. When you play a card, of course, you're playing it for the brewery effect. You place it face down in front of you. That is your turn. If you're brewing, you must take all of the ingredients from your hand, play them down, score the points, up your rep, bam. Or, of course, you can pass and end your turn. Why? There might be a strategical reason or whatever. Anyway, at the end of that, um, you then discard down to seven, and then you go to the next player. First person hit 21 points will trigger the last round. I will be starting player, and that's about it. Cool. Seems simple enough. Yeah. It's very simple. Um, it, For me, at least, this isn't saying much, but it does get a little bit A-P-E. Um, and I think you guys will see why in just a moment. So, let's crack open a cold one and let's uh, get brewing. How long were you sitting on that gym? Since I got the game. <laughs> You do. Nice. Looks like a blues singer from 1930s, but sure. And what is with these portraits? Because now this guy looks like he escaped from a college set of dead poets society. <laughs> the art bothers me. This is an ale for which I will get five points. Huzzah! So if I were to end the game this turn, you would do that. Okay, cool. Good to know. Are you going to do that? I'm definitely going to do that. And we're back. We are. John's not here, so I won. <laughs> I would have won had I had another turn. Yeah, but I purposely denied you another turn. Which, yes, which is a good thing to do. That entire... That's why I won. I played like John that entire game. I was just denying everything from you that I could. You were actually doing a really good job of it, too. Um, I was going for special brews on special reserves. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what Dan was doing. He wasn't. He was. I actually was, and we'll talk about that when it's, when it's my turn to talk. Okay. You want well, to talk to him? Yeah, let's start off with you. All right, you want to start with me? It's fine. Here's the thing. It is a deck builder, or rather a hand builder. Mm -hmm. I would disagree entirely. Continue. That it's a hand I'll builder? Get I'll get to it. You would disagree continue. that it's a hand builder? No, no, no. Continue. Continue. Um, it has a shifting field over which the player has very little control over what will be out during his turn, which means that, for example, me, who was waiting for coffee for the entire game and saw one card available to, available to me with coffee... You're welcome. ...one time. Yeah, but you had no power over that, because if they hadn't shown up when it was your turn, if they'd shown up on my turn, you couldn't have prevented me from getting them at all. Fair point. That, so it's not a control you had, it's just a randomness of when it got drawn. And then on top of that, to have so few of cards that are needed for the high point brews, 
and then simultaneously have those cards permanently removed from the deck by playing them if you play them as an equipment or, or a worker mm -hmm. means that by the time we got to where I needed coffee, there were two in the game because there were two that had been played as played cards, which meant there were only two in the deck. So my odds of seeing them were very low, and if they didn't come up on my turn, I was never going to see them because everyone knew that they were such a limited resource. To counteract that, at that point in the game, the deck was seven cards. Be that as it may, mm -hmm. I still have no power over that. That would still be another round, possibly two, before you even saw one. Right. And that's assuming it shows up when it's my turn. Right. Because if it shows up on anyone's turn, yours or Adrian's, you're always going to take coffee, you're always going to take fruit, if it's there. Even if you don't need it for what you're doing, you're going to take it just so no one else can have it. Point denial. Yeah. So it becomes a gotcha mechanic. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you can look at what the person has in their brewery and know what they probably need because they've set up a point structure for winning. Mm -hmm. That's why I ended up settling for, for taking bonus points on ales and porters because at least with the bonus points on ales and porters i can play those and they're relatively hard to deny those particular yeah. resources yeah that that ultimately was the strategy that you had to adopt uh once once the coffee denial started becoming a thing yeah the problem is that put me four turns behind yeah. everyone else that makes for a game that leaves one or more players extremely frustrated. It's not fun, it's not interesting, and it's not creative. It's just a bad mechanic. I have actually counterpoints to all of those points. Let me start off with um, the hand or deck builder. It is a very valid assumption, but in my opinion, it's not so much as that. It's an engine that you're building. It might not be an active engine, but it is a passive engine where you're getting free resources and you're getting bonuses and you're getting the ability to do extra things. It's a very light engine. It's it, it's a it's a steam engine as opposed to a diesel. I would say it's a cross between the two because of the way that you're gathering the cards. You are building an engine. You're they're not going into a deck and they're they're not being distributed to you ran, randomly after you've acquired them. So it's not a deck builder. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. So I said hand builder. But but in in the sense that the resources are random, you do not have control over when they show up. Um, it does have the feel um, that a lot of deck builders have. Um, Ascension, Epic Resort, you know, they all have that kind of you'll get it when you get it kind of thing that you don't have. You can't manipulate it in any way. That. Counteract that because you may not be able to manipulate it, but you can manipulate your and to an extent other people's strategies. So again, with you can manipulate other strategies with the point denials, mm -hmm. sort of a thing where what was happening with me because I just happened across the coffee stout or just the coffee ingredient rather. Um, early game, the strategy that you would like to go, you kind of have to have a set mindset and say, "Hey, this is." the type of brew that I'm going for. This is what I'm going to build But for. then you can't. Right. So if you get too far into that, you're kind of stuck. Um, and that's a bad mechanic. You should not be trapped by the game simply because of misfortune in the draw. So if you go down that route, the particular there's not a whole lot of strategies involved here. I mean, you can go for an ale, you can go for a pewter. And the bonus point cards do overlap and stuff. You know what would have fixed it? Which is it? nice. A real simple fix would have fixed it. What? The option to scrap something I've built to use as a resource in brewing. Yep. That's fair. That would have fixed it altogether because then I could have scrapped the stuff that I built to for something that I wasn't seeing. And what's happening here is, is the strategies are getting clogged as well. It, two people can go for the same strategy and it just simply doesn't 
allow for more than one person to it, go through it's, it's not even track. it's not even a strategy it's a short term goal yes you're you're attempting to accomplish one short term goal at a time because you can you will never have enough cards in your hand to try and accomplish more than one mm-hmm. and that's i think okay in a game this length um you're attempting a short term goal and you can meta game that a little bit if you're paying attention mm-hmm. um but keeping in mind what people are playing in front of them for equipment or keeping in mind what, they're, what you think they're trying to keep in their hand for their cards to brew is a little much to track, I think. It's, it definitely is. It, it, it forces you to keep a super keen eye on the board, and all of your moves are broadcast to everybody. Yeah, so there's, if you're there's not reading, a lot of secrets in this game. Yeah, if you're reading into something, it's just, the info's there. Hey, d- read it like a book. Well, and again, that, like Dan said, there were two coffee face up, and I went, okay, well, if a coffee comes up, I'll grab it, but I'm not going to get butthurt if I don't get it. So, an example of what I was going for there had the cards f- fallen, fallen more in my favor for what I was trying to do as soon as I realized that you guys were going for the higher and brews and I had built up a point system for the lower ones, mm-hmm. is I was just going to yank every coffee and fruit out of the line and, just hold and them. never play them. Yep. Never play them in front of me, never play them in hot. And then I've completely turned off your entire system just because I happen to draw them because those lower hops or the, those lower uh, brews require far less so I can have dead cards in my hand and it doesn't affect my ability to brew even a little. You could have held the two coffee and that would have been it. Yep. There is a... There's nothing to force me to pull them out of my hand. There's nothing to force me to let you to play, and thus encourages a gotcha mechanic that is just tediously annoying. It, this game wants you to, diverse, to diversify. Because it's so restricted, you can't really do that. Because if he could screw up my engine and I can't do coffee, it would jack that. But the fact is I can't screw up somebody's ability to do um, porters or ales. Because, because the resources are 90% of so the deck. So there's definitely a risk and reward sort of a thing there. So, do you guys have any other points before you want to hop into the team variant, the four players? I have a very large overarching point for the end of this. Cool. So, this game is a two to four player game. Um, two players that plays very well. In my opinion, of course. Three players, of course, issues. I, I can see two players being a little better for what you're saying, Dan, because mm-hmm. you'll have less downtime. Yeah, you won't see something come up two players away from you and be like, well, it doesn't matter what I see out Well, there. and I think that's what... The four-player variant of this kind of fixes that. It, it sets... Right. But I'm talking about the three-player version. Of course, yeah. The four-player variant is basically two teams. You're building the same brewery. Um, play goes kind of like a weird up, down, cross, whatever. There's a weird little X thing. But you're basically playing with the same brewery with the same rules. However, in between your turns... You can pass a card face down to your teammate. The card that you pass, of course, you can discuss with your teammate, but all discussions must, of course, be made in public so the other team can tell you what you're doing. This fixes all of the problems that you have. Not all. A good chunk chunk of them. You can mitigate what you're doing. You can plan for what you're doing. Um, The middle row still does change quite quite fast, but if you have a teammate helping you in that regard... It kind of, it, it's not as... The denial can still happen. It is. And well, yes, of course. But at that point, I think the denial... is just a mechanic of the game. It's just a mechanic of the game. It, it, it's still a gotcha, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would be as detrimental at that point, though doubled. Yeah. It, it There's less opportunity for it, I think, mm-hmm. which would also help. This is number six in the Rabbit series? It is, yes. We've played three games from the Rabbit series now. Three? 
I've played three at least. What were they? This one, um, Easy Breezy, and the Diner game. I have not played any of those. You played Easy Breezy. I have. Excuse me. I have not played the Diner. Okay. Overall, these games are shovelware. You think? Yes. Okay. I absolutely think they're shovelware. They are seventy-five to eighty percent of a game that's put out for incredibly cheap in the hopes that someone will be attracted to the theme. Got me for this one, absolutely. It's shovelware. And that makes me sad. Shovelware, that is... Shovelware on a tabletop, that's... When, when I think of shovelware in, in the context yeah. of... <laughs> right, in the context of video games, I think of Nickelodeon characters in a video game. Okay. That got turned out in like three months. Nicktoon Racing. Right. With a couple of exceptions, of course. right? Dora the Explorer, in particular. There are w way too many of those for home console. Um, I own zero of them, thank God. The Wii. Which is impressive, table. since you have, what? A five-year-old and two-year-old. They're both girls, right? Yep. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. I know what I'm getting them for Christmas. No. This, <laughs> this and the other games in these series are tabletop shovelware. I feel as if this is a conversation for another show. Very possible, but I wanted to say it yes. here. I don't want to necessarily go any further into it, but I distinctly get that feeling from these, from the Rabbit series in particular, mm -hmm. and I know they have other series of games that I was at one point intrigued in because the themes were attractive. I really like that point. I like that a lot. Um, admittedly, the theme definitely brought me in for this. I was looking at getting Brewcrafters, the full game. Full game. Um, but I didn't have 60 bucks laying around. But I did have 15. Sure. And it was the same theme, so I can absolutely see where you're coming from there. For this particular one? This one feels better than some of the other ones I've I wouldn't say it's a AAA release. I wouldn't say it's a shovelware release. Um, but for me, it's a, it's a relatively solid game. Mm. Um, I, I do see its problems, and I do understand their problems. But Dice Hate Me, for some reason... I like them a lot, with the exception of a coffee dice game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dice, it's kind of weird. Um, but I like all of their games because of the restrictions that they place on you mm -hmm. that aren't restrictions for restriction's sakes. They're kind of – they're just strategies that are baked into the game. And for, the, for that reason, Brewcrafters, for me, is a brink. Okay. Big old fat pass. Yeah. I'm going to do something I've never done before. Oh. I'm going to reserve judgment on this game. Really? Well, because this is a first impression for you. It's a first impression for me. I'm going to reserve judgment because I mostly agree with Dan. Okay. However, I feel that most of the problems that we ran into had to do with the player count. And I don't feel that I can give an accurate without having played it at a two-player level or at a four-player level. I feel that I don't know that I want to do the, either of those things. Because right now I'm not pleased with the game. But I don't feel that I'm giving it a fair shake without having done it. The recommended suggested number of players is two. Fair enough. And I can see this at two. And I can see it at four because of the team play rules. But I don't think I can say I would want to play it again or not without playing it at two or playing it at four. Fair enough. Bring, pass, reservation. That's fine. I'll hold your seat at the bar. Fair enough. I'm Andrew. I'm Adrian. And I'm Dan. We will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining. And happy holidays, I guess. Oh, yeah. This is our Christmas episode.
excuse me, this is our December 25th episode. There's going to be a bleep there. This is our holiday episode. Ever. I think everyone's going to be 